right. Hey, welcome, everyone, to another edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and I'm here with a wonderful guest. My co-host, of course, is off the air until after the election because he's running for office. And so uh, Dennis O'Brien will be back right after the elections. But we have a fabulous guest today, and she has some fabulous news. And But first, I want to just introduce uh, Annie Clark and say, hey, thank you, Annie, so much for being on the show with us. And uh, tell us a little bit about, because as you know, I, I'm out of town right now, but why don't you give us some of your vision about what happened with these storms and the rains that we haven't had since 1938? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Um, we got 5.99 inches of rain at the firehouse. Oh, my. And... Um, there was water coming up from the drains in the firehouse. Oh. There's a video of it. There's little geysers coming up from the drains in the firehouse. The sewer system was overwhelmed, and the streets in the lower places flooded. And um, the train train tracks got washed out on Riverside. So um, there's a train sitting there waiting. Wow. And I heard it's going to be a couple more days before they finish. Well, that's so. good they can finish that. And uh, that was part of the overall cleanup of the area that Eversource had asked about. And uh, never did we dream at the time in the Inland Wetlands and Watercourses Commission that this kind of a rain would occur. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was I was in the library. We're at the top of the hill. Our street wasn't flooded in front of us. And so I knew that something was going on in Riverside because the act had the buses coming to the main street doors, and they had a policeman out making sure that nobody ran into the buses and stuff. And I was like, wow, the water must be really crazy down there. And little did I know that everything was <laughs> washing away. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was certainly a surprise to me. I completely I- missed the um, the man who's gone TikTok viral now, who was in a kayak. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He, I saw he that. was paddling from uh, basically Dairy Queen to Bridge Street um, in the TikTok video. I don't know what became of him, where he went from there. I'm very curious. Everybody oh. is, because that's what the remarks were on, I saw, I think, on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I saw him going uh, toward uh, Bridge Street, but not making the, the down-the-hill part toward yeah. Street, just on Main Street. And I'm there, oh, what's going to happen? And everybody asked me in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen if he goes down to Bridge Street? <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah. someday that'll purple back up and we'll find out what happened. <laughs> well, I was telling Mark Scrivener on Facebook, well, he's headed for the Whitewater Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well, he can just float right down the river, <laughs> probably. Oh, I, man. Wow, that was that was really something. I guess 1938 was the last time we had that kind of a rain, which is really quite amazing. Yeah, we were we were looking at the pictures of the 38 hurricane at work while it was going on, um, and I was showing them, showing the youngsters that I work with some of the pictures, and there it is, right there at Bridge Street again. It got all washed out. Wow. Um, 
so that famous picture with the car on the track. Yes. <sighs> wow, that is something. Well, so thank you for that update, Annie. This is wonderful. Uh, so I'm just uh, really thrilled to have you on the air because you have been a library aide for 28 years at the Willimantic Library. I know how devoted you are to the library and to making sure that people here in Willimantic and the region have access to great materials for the children and for the adults. And uh, so thank you so much for your amazing work and your devotion to the library. Oh, thank you. The library's done well by me. Uh Uh-huh, and you've done well by it. So tell us a little bit about those experiences when you first started and where you are today. Oh, (laughs) just a brief summary. (laughs) Where to begin? I was just telling Matt that there was a point where I was the only aide while we were trying to hire people. Uh Um, There was a point where I was the only aide, and when we get done hiring soon, um, there's going to be four of us in the aide's position because we just have more and more stuff to do all the time. We're doing so many more programs than we did in the past and many programs for adults where it used to be that basically all our programs were for kids. And now we have all ages and family programs and programs just for adults. And um, we're just really busy. We're really busy. People are taking you up on all those programs and plans. And, you know, I know that for ages and ages, everybody has loved the children's part of the library. And also uh, people have been able to utilize the books and the uh, regular uh, information through the different types of newspapers that the library uh, has all the time, and then also the computer systems. Yes. Most of our newspapers have gone to the computer now. Uh-huh. Um, we carry the Chronicle, a hard copy, but um, everything else, we have a, a newsbank um, link on our face, on our main website page, and people can look things up there. Oh, so you can get all the newspapers and through the newspaper. What's a newspaper bank? Tell me about that. It's, I get some it's called Newsbank. Um, yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a search engine. You can go in and search for information. Um, and you can pick what what um, newspaper and what time limits you want the search to go through and you can find articles on stuff that interests you that's really really good because that's something that uh, i get a lot of ads for newspapers but they're blocked until you buy if you buy every newspaper you get an ad for yeah quite a quite a lot of money and i've always wanted to just be able to zoom in on particular ads and be able to maybe get a, a, a way of, you know, accessing materials, with a, you know, like a monthly fee, but not an exorbitant fee. Yeah, yeah. So, so Newsbank is a way to perhaps... Yeah, uh, do... the link is on our, our website. Okay. And you go. how do you get to your website, Annie? Our website is... Um... Oh, you put me on the spot. I'm going to mess oh, no. it up. Oh, no. I think you can go to the town. WillimanticLibrary.org. Uh-huh. Okay, WillimanticLibrary.org. 
And maybe can you get it from the town website too? If you just went to the town and then, then asked. I the don't know. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I haven't been on the town website for a while, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Sometimes the town website's a little on the difficult side. Uh huh. So if you did the org, then probably that would be the simplest thing to do. Yep. Yep. Sounds yep. good. Yeah. So I, tell us a little bit. You've got um, you've got a lot a lot of things going on, as you mentioned, and your your board. You've got a director there. Who's the director now of the Willamette Library? Dan Paquette. He's, okay. Uh, he's been a real good guy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Great. And he's he's brought a um, a more friendly tone than some of our past directors had. And, <laughs> and that's towards his union workers, too. Um, and it's a happy place to work these days. We've got young, young people, lots of young people working there instead of old, tired people like me. So for a <laughs> while there, were a lot of us were really tired, and it just got to be a lot of tiredness in one place. But, um, you know, we've... We've. Uh, I find it invigorating. I work with younger people. I'm much happier, uh, much happier than when I'm with somebody who's tired too. Well, so, I don't know. It's all in that your energy, right? Doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. It's about whether you got the energy and whether you're. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's positive energy when I'm working yeah. with these kids. It's, and yeah. It's a really cool thing. So. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's the thing. I think about the energy. I think about the pleasantness i think about those things that you know make people smile and information is so important in this day and age yeah yeah it is um we have we have a good crew we have uh joe white who was doing some tech support at uh town hall for a while uh-huh. he works with us now um he gave up the stuff at town hall so he could work with us more Wonderful. and uh he's he's a He's a real help to folks on the computer. I'm constantly going up. I'm too old for this question. I have to call in the youngster. Um, but <laughs> Joe Joe delights me in the fact that I remember when he used to come to the library with his mother when he was about four. Aww. And uh, now I work with him, and I just, like, he's my Joey. So... <laughs> That's and the there's age. other people that are even younger than him that I'm working with. Um, it just fabulous. it just refreshes my day, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's that's really fabulous, and uh, so that's great. And your board is, of course, probably just absolutely pleased with your library director, Dan Paquette. As far as I know, yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard no complaints from anyone. That's great. I know that they're busy, busy all the time. Your board members, I get lots of calls and, you know, requests for information from some of the library board members. And, uh, good. of course, yeah. Good, and so they're interested in making sure the library is, uh, is up to speed and all that sort of stuff. And speaking of that, a couple of years back, renovations were done on the yeah, library. Yeah, it's about so six years that. now. I can't believe time flies like that. That's I know. Amazing. I know. But so what a difference in there. You've got... 
We've got the all the, everything renovated. Tell us a little bit about the renovation, just in case. I mean, I've been in there for meetings and that sort of thing because you've got a meeting room in the back. Yeah, uh, we didn't have a meeting room before, and we didn't have a teen center before, and we do now. And the renovations stripped our building to the walls and the ceiling. It looked like a warehouse, and we got all new everything. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's, well, it's a lot easier to breathe in the building now, um, which is a big, it's a big thing in days of COVID. You know? <laughs> yes, it's certainly a big thing. It's really yeah. nice to have good air. <laughs> so, um, um, but we have our, our meeting room is constantly in use um, mm -hmm. and, and um, our teen room is booming Wonderful. almost almost too successful <laughs> we had <laughs> to put it we had to put a capacity lit, uh, number oh, on the wow. on the door because um, there was it was like um, those old pictures of the college kids cramming into the phone booth <laughs> it was getting really crowded in there we were like guys <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. That's great. Great, great news to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, so, and just tell me a little bit more about your computer stuff, because every so often I get a call from constituents who don't have access to a computer, but they need to make an application for something or... Right. Well, or we what? can help people find their way to the site that they need. Um, we can't fill things out for them. Oh, no, no. Um but we can help them figure out the answer to their problems. Sometimes people have things that have to be filled out, signed, and returned, and they're trying to figure out how to do it. We, um, we can help um, them print out the thing they have to fill out, fill it out and sign it. We can scan it and then email it to them so they can email it to whoever they they need to send it to. We have fax service now. Um, we we didn't, but um, it got to be a desert of of faxes around here, and um, some people really have to do these faxes for really important stuff, the court, yep. or um, you know some other things that still really insist on faxes, and yep. you know people on foot. You know, you're going to send them all the way out to Staples when they're at the library. It's, you know, so we do faxes now um, when well, needed. That's a big deal. That really is a big deal. And, of course, during COVID, it became a huge deal because I dealt with so many people that didn't have access to a computer that needed to be able to make the Department of Labor application. Yeah. And I but they got a lot of help from the library uh, back in that time period. Yeah. And they got stuff done. So I'm very pleased with all the work that you did. And I got good feedback from constituents about all your good work. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's so important to be able to do that. And sometimes people just don't have access to, to the... Yeah. Uh, to I the helped a gentleman uh, last week. No. Oh, time flies. About a month huh? or so ago. Um he was desperate to get um, his 
DMV stuff um, done so that he didn't have to start all over again with his license. And it was a CDL, so it's his, it's his living. Oh, fine. That's good. And, you know, like I said, I couldn't fill out the stuff for him, but he didn't know how to operate at all. He didn't yeah. know how to get in there or find it or anything. And um, so I helped him take care of that, and we got it um, submitted. And it turned out that everything was okay, and he got to keep his CDL. Yay. And he came back and told me about it. He was like, you saved my butt, girl. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> that is fabulous. Oh, that is a big, big, big deal. That CDL is a tough thing to get over. Yeah. I know. I know. I've had a lot of constituents who've had trouble with the CDL. And, uh, boy, and that's a big hurdle to uh, to overcome and get that license with CDL. Yeah. Because they those big trucks and those school buses and all yeah. that stuff. He didn't want to have to test all over again and everything. He didn't want to have no. to fight to get appointments to test. Yes. The whole thing, you know, he had we had to we had to reset um passwords for him because somebody else that had set up his phone for him had got right. him a gmail account but he didn't remember the password he didn't because he never used it and they right. needed it for the for the dmv so we had to navigate uh new passwords and stuff and then get get the dmv talked to and uh I, you know, it took some time, but it was really rewarding, and I was really pleased to help him. And it goes so on like that all the time at the library. And that's My wonderful. coworkers are always helping people. Fabulous. That is really, really great. I'm very thrilled that to hear that. And I hope our listeners know that they can tell their friends that they can go to the library, and, and if they have a problem with an email or Sometimes your email shut down, and you might be able to just go down to uh, the library here in Willimantic if yours isn't working or if you haven't got one, and just, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, we can't that. remember your passwords for you. That's, nope. That would that would help a lot of people if we all just remembered their password for them. But. Well, <laughs> don't remember their passwords, and then there are people who do remember their passwords. <laughs> and then... Yet they're still told that they forgot their password. Yes, I know the feeling. Hey, <laughs> why are you insulting me? This is the password I gave you before. You mean you don't remember my password? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they mean when they say forget your password, it's not only just you forgot the password, but maybe you've had that password a long time, and they're not. They want you it's to. It's time to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think that that's and that is important. <laughs> yes, it is. And I think that that is something they could be a little bit better in terms of the language they use in these computer programs because, uh, you know, for a long time I thought they really were serious about the term forget. And then I began to realize they <laughs> they, they just want you to change it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works. So if you have your passwords, uh, you know, set aside and you know where they are and everything, uh, use them. But uh, if they keep saying forget, 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 that means that, Time to change. And I, I got that through my head. <laughs> I don't have any books, but <laughs> it took a while. Anyway, so we have a great thing coming on tomorrow, and I, I don't want to go too far without talking about the celebration and spending a little bit more time about our wonderful 
kid governor, Ellie Mendez, and she's coming uh, to the Willamette Library tomorrow at 11.15. She sure is, and um, we're really excited to have her. Uh, the Kid Governor program is a civics curricula curriculum for fifth graders, and it's um, used all over the state. It's na nationally award-winning, and um, they learn about the different hierarchies of government within the state and about elections and all that kind of stuff. And they vote for the governor, um, the kid governor, and they vote all over the state, and Ellie won. So, so that's wonderful. She ran uh, with all the different towns, and every town participates? I do not know. That's a question yeah. for Ellie and yeah. her people. Um, I, they, they have, I'm sure they have choices, um, but it's, it's made available to uh -huh. everybody in the state. And Ellie's from Monroe, Connecticut. Yes. And she is 11 years old, and she went and did this campaign all over the state to get this, this not first denomination from her own town, and then running all over the state uh, to all the different places that are participating, and she won the nomination. And she gets to stand with the governor, too, when they first get nominated and finally elected the governor, and she... Uh, and the people around her all do a press conference. Yeah. And she ran on a platform of express and address your feelings. And in her blog, she said, I chose my platform because through my past experiences, I have learned that there isn't enough resources for kids' mental health. <gasps> I also chose this platform because some parents believe that the symptoms of anxiety and depression are just a phase and the child will get over it, or maybe that it's a behavioral disorder. But really, kids' mental health is real and very important, and I want to help kids who don't have a voice and want to be heard but don't know how. Well, I'm thrilled that she's coming to uh, Willimannock with that, and that is something that I was going to have to put on my website at the Capitol because it's one of the things I've been working on for the last year is, is mental health and support for our students in our school system. And I've been working on this, and I've been talking about it with other legislators in other states. So this is a, a fabulous, wonderful thing, and it's, it's just great. I mean, anxiety and depression is real for yeah. our students and for people not to recognize it. And for parents, I think parents want to make sure that they're, they think in their own minds that everything is right and they've done everything correct. But sometimes it just doesn't have anything to do with whether you've done it correctly or right. Yeah. You touch with your child and what your child has and what your child has yep. to need. Yeah. It's just a, go ahead. As a person with um, post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety and depression myself, I'm mm -hmm. very touched to, to hear her talk about this. Well, me too. I come from my um, the third generation of someone who suffered with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. so, I'm from more than one generation yeah. of people with PTSD because of uh, the, my grandmother lost her parents when she was 12 and was put into servitude in the 19, you know, early 19, uh, early part of the 20th century, 19, 1905, right now. And then, uh, 
And then my mother, because of a family problem, had suffered that type of thing. And then my father passed away when I was five because he was exposed to radiation in World War II. Oh, man. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff. Yeah. One, two, three. First yep. Twitter, and it gets passed in through your genetics to now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. People have to stop and think, gee, what was my family history? You know? So this is a pretty heavy thing for a little girl who says, um, I'm a jokester, I'm a master at blanket forts, and I have always wanted to skydive. Also, <laughs> I have won 12 medals in gymnastics. I love doing backflips, and as a leader, I'm driven for change. I can voice my own opinions, and I will be heard. I guess she will be heard. This yes. <laughs> I guess so. She's, she's being heard right now, and to be selected for these wonderful ideas, and boy, a blanket tent. And, uh, <laughs> she's, still she's still a kid. She's still a kid. Still a kid. And the idea of skydiving was one of my ideas back in the day, but I have since given that idea up. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. My brother jumped out of a perfectly good plane, and we haven't forgiven him yet. We give him <laughs> crap about it all the time. <laughs> Which brother did that? Joseph, who's come to visit us over the holiday weekend. He's uh -huh. here. He's here to celebrate my brother Martin's birthday. So Joe came up from Atlanta. Wonderful. Yeah, we're very happy. Hey, Sue, we got to take a break in about a minute. Okay. Well, perhaps we should just go right at this point in time Perfect. and say, okay. Hey, this is Susan Johnson. I'm here with Annie Clark, and she is a library aide at the Willimantic Library for the last 28 years. We're thrilled to have her here, and we're talking about all kinds of things. But particularly, though, we're talking about uh, the new kid governor, Ellie Mendez, and we'll be right back after these messages. Thank you. Okay, and Annie, so we can just plan the rest of the show now, and we're still being we're still on the air for our cable access show because it's just put on cable access. Uh -huh. so, so we'll still be on the air. So we'll get into other things that perhaps we'll talk a little bit. We want to talk about um, Kid Governor Ellie, uh, you know, near the end of the show as well. So okay. We'll go, uh, well, I can tell you a few things about a few things that are have gone on or are going on uh -huh. soon at the library. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah. You've got the dates. You got some of the calendar dates. And stuff um, like that. I have I have one for um, I have a calendar date for one that's going on next Friday. Uh huh. Um, and well, actually, I have two because Monday there's um, a Lego program. Uh -huh. So those two are um, um, oh, I lost my English. Those are particular mm -hmm. dates. Um, but I could talk about um, two programs from the adult department that are reoccurring. Perfect. Love that. Yeah. Let's do that and then we'll go back to Ellie again. And okay. I, I just love her history and I love the fact she's dealing with um, mental health for for students in school. Yeah. And, uh, it's just so important. And we did give more money this year for mental health uh, in our school system. But I don't know that we've given enough. And we need to, 
start understanding that the insurance industry is not paying for mental health for students to the extent that they should be. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's been a long time now since people are poo-pooing Sigmund Freud, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time to say, hey, not only do we have the uh, the, the uh, theories based on, uh, you know, face-to-face therapy, but we also have a lot of... Um, uh, scientific knowledge now based on what uh, Freud had developed. Yeah. And, and so we have the those theories, and like we were just talking about, we've got a human genome now that if you get PTSD, then you transmit it to your kids. Mm-hmm. Transmit it on to the, the I next see kid. it in my son. He's had a good life. I mean, mm-hmm. he struggles. Right. He struggles. Yeah. And it can take all forms because it's neurological. Mm-hmm. It happens to the neurology of the person and the, and, the, and the children. So you have to be concerned about what we do uh, as a, a local level, how we how we behave, what we do when someone suffers a, a trauma, and also statewide and nationally, and then internationally. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's constant because if we go and you know promote trauma on people then that is going to be perpetuated for multiple generations. Yep. And well, the the um, the school shooter practices are <laughs> yes. traumatizing to each and every kid. Yes. And it's yeah. just, <clears throat> it's a dark road to go down. I, but um, Well, they're all faced with it now. Yeah. Well, Columbine, but then after Sandy Hook in our state. Yep. Uh, the horrible tragedy of Sandy Hook really put our state in a situation where I talk to my grandchildren all the time about uh, what they're doing, and they have all kinds of books and baths and things stacked up in their classrooms in case a guy with an AR-15... Yeah. Are you kidding me? you going to throw a book at him with an AR-15? Yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. So, you know, I'm wondering if we shouldn't institute, like, a student national guard system <laughs> and, and and do it that way to protect all the schools in the country. Yeah. you got about one minute, Susan. Okay. All right. I, this has been some of the thoughts that I've had. Why not have real protection? Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of just having books stacked up, that falls. Really? I heard that when my grandchildren told me that. And they're, oh, my God. Yep. The and same now the kids who are making blanket forts need a real fort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've talked about this in our education committee. And I'm there, you know, <clears throat> let's do something for real. Yeah, it's, you know, a, real it's a dark subject. Very dark. All right, you got three, two, one. Welcome back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with our very special guest this evening. Uh, we have Annie Clark, who is library aide for the last 28 years at our Willamette Library, and she uh, covers both the children's library, the adult part of the library, and now we also have a library uh, section for our teenagers. Well, so, Annie, tell us about those different <laughs> different places we have. Well, the um, the first floor is the adult department. Um, and that that contains the meeting room for the community room. 
um, and a lot of computers for adults to use. And then upstairs is the children's department with a couple of computers. The kids don't use them that much anymore because they've all got them in their pocket. <laughs> um, but they're available. And, um, and in the children's department, we have a small room for teens. And um, they've got some beanbag chairs and some computers and a TV where they could play switch games and, um, and uh, you know, like Minecraft and Sonic or something like that. I, I can't remember the titles now. Um, but um, they get to hang around in there, and as long as they're talking quietly, they can they can talk boldly about things without us having to go, there's a toddler right next to you. Stop talking like that. So, um, <laughs> so it gives them a room where they can go run off a little steam with their friends. And um, it's very popular. It's very popular. That's a great thing, to a new addition. And, of yeah. course, there's a meeting room, too, and I guess you're always filled with, with meetings now. We have the meeting room. Um, we have a lot of meetings that go on in there. We have a lot of our programs that go on in there. And sometimes people just borrow it for a quiet space. We don't have, like, study cubicles um, that are isolated or anything. Um, so sometimes if it's not being used for anything else, people will borrow it to go work together on job applications or, um, uh, you know, private, private things like um, meeting about real estate or things like that. Um, so as long as it's empty, they can do that. They just have to sign up at the, at the desk for it. Wonderful. And, of course, we were talking during the first segment of the show about how you're so excellent at helping people who need some help with the computer. They don't have one or have difficulties uh, with understanding how to you know, get to a particular website that you can help people get to the website and then you can help it print. You can print or scan and fax. Now you have fax issues. Yes. Um, we have given um, some lessons to folks who wanted to learn computers. I don't think it's um, ongoing at the moment, but I wouldn't say never as far as us doing it some more. We're just, um, <clears throat> it was our teen librarian that was doing it, and she's a little overwhelmed right now with stuff upstairs. So we've been shorthanded all summer. Yeah. So yeah. we're well, about to get um, background checks and things done on some people, and uh, we're going to have new people in there. Wonderful. Yeah, it's so going to be interesting. That's fabulous, and so people will be able to have more help. And just having a wonderful library with a great selection of books that you have there. Uh, and uh, if you don't have a particular book, uh, can we ask you to try and find that book? Um, we we can get books for people through interlibrary loan. We actually seem to be doing more business <laughs> on interlibrary loans for DVDs and books um, 
than we are actually checking out from our own library. But we loan a lot of our books to other people, to other libraries. So the library system is working. Um, people can get what they want. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you have electronic uh, access to books and that sort of thing as well? Oh, yeah. Through, um, if you have a library card, you can use Libby or Hoopla, uh, oh, which wonderful. are two programs. Um, and, what, and, and, of course, uh, I was really uh, interested in what you had mentioned last, uh, a little bit about the News Bank and uh, the News Bank search engine, which was uh, something I had no knowledge of, which is a great thing. Yeah, um, go to our website and... I'm going to have to visualize this because it turned off my phone so it wouldn't bother us. Uh, go to our website, and on one of the buttons at the top, there's, uh, that you click for a drop-down, there's resources. There's resources already on the page, on the website page, but there's more under under this Dropbox, and um, you'll find that we have a lot of stuff going on. There's language learning programs. Um, oh, I'm drawing it blank because I got put on the spot. But go to our thing. website and yeah. explore. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I would encourage people to do. Just take some time to you know, mess around on the website. Um, there's there's a couple different buttons that you can pull a Dropbox down and you can find out. You can find a list of um, museum passes that we have. Um, That's great. The museum passes, each one of them is a different deal. Some are two for one, some are half price, some are free. Um, but they're a lot of fun. I use them. Um, they're a lot of fun. They're great to have, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're really educational. We have uh, we have wonderful museums here in Willimannock, and of course, uh, the museums are all related, uh, connecting with each other, which is a really good thing. And I know that uh, now they're opened up more since COVID, because yeah. some of them had to shut down, and everybody was kind of now everybody's coming out again, and we're able to. Uh, we understand we need our vaccinations and our masks, and uh, that's how we can stay safe. And, uh, you know, and people, it's up to the individual now to figure out how to make sure they're safe. Yeah. These are things that they need to do. So so we're, we're back in business. It's taking time to get us back, but we're on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear your masks, people. I just had COVID before Labor Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. I Why do. should I, got, I not get it when everybody else has? <laughs> I got two years ago, and I it was just I had all my vaccinations. I was up to date, yeah. but I I went away just before the new one came out, and the vaccinations last about six months. And so, if you're if you're just close to the end, sometimes you yep. gotta watch it. Yeah. Well, most of the people, <laughs> the teenagers, <laughs> right before I got COVID, 
I forgot to wear my mask to work one day, and I thought, well, nobody else wears a mask. I wear a mask all the time, and uh, I was like, nobody else wears a mask. I can get by with it for one day, and of course, by that weekend, I had COVID. But oh, the, no. <laughs> the day that I left my mask off, the teenagers asked me, where's that lady that looks like you? And I said, well, <laughs> nobody looks like me, baby. And they said... They said, no, the one that wears mask, <laughs> I said, it's me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> wow. So, they, didn't, they didn't know it was me. <laughs> so they can't see me smiling at them when I hear them be goofballs. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear you got it. But ah, I'm better hard. now. Good. I mean, you know, you probably had vaccinations back yeah. up. Yeah. And that's, that's the ticket right there. I, I had all my vaccinations, but it was just I was tired. I had a temperature for a couple of days. Oh, and yeah. I stayed away from everybody till I tested negative again. So. Yeah. That can take time, but I think if you're vaccinated, it takes much less time. I was yeah. you know, concerned well, about. I, yeah. I, I sing the praises of Paxlovid. Yes, yes, yes. It really yes. worked for me. Yes. Well, there's that, too. Now we have that medication. So if yeah. you're testing yourself and you don't feel quite right, and you get the Paxlovid as well. So that is another great, excellent point. Excellent point. As we're, as we're getting into the near the end, I just want to talk again about how we have this wonderful kid governor who's just uh, been recently appointed as the kid governor, Ellie Mendez, from Monroe, Connecticut, and she's going to be at the Will and Antis Library tomorrow, Saturday, at 11.15 a.m. Tell us some more, Annie, about that wonderful little 11-year-old who is really making her way around the state as the kid governor. Well, I want to let you know that um, that her program, the Kid Governor's um, Library Circuit, has been majorly funded by the Connecticut Humanities and it um, it comes from the Connecticut's old state house um, is who runs this stuff, um, and it's been a a very interesting civics curriculum. Um, Ellie plans to do a multimedia presentation about her platform, express and address your feelings which concerns kids' mental health. And she's going to have, um, people are going to be invited to do an interactive group activity. So this should be very interesting. Light refreshments will be served. Um, and I'm just very excited to have this young lady come. I'm not working on Saturday. I'm coming anyways. Wonderful. That's that wouldn't great. have happened in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm out of town now, but I can't make it. But I'd love to, uh, love to know more about what, what Ellie Mendez is doing. And I mean, yep. it sounds like a wonderful. Well, her campaign was a three-point platform to promote strategies for Connecticut fifth graders to communicate their feelings. Um, to educate students about the signs of anxiety and depression and strategies to cope with those feelings, and to create a digital mental health hub with uplifting messages and interactive resources to inspire kids. 
So well, it's been, very yeah. impressive. It's hugely impressive. It's fabulous. And I'm just, I'm just really, because it's kind of coinciding with the work that I've been doing in the legislature and also the fact that this particular year, We've given that grant to all the schools for mental health uh, treatments and, and the services. So we have a grant from uh, the state in, in uh, Wyndham for, uh, you know, a certain amount of money. I can't tell you off the top of my head exactly how much, but every single town got money. And I did blast it, I think, on my website so people can take a peek and see uh, what we got for money for mental health this year. But it's to make sure that every single district is able to hire somebody to assist with mental health services because we know we don't have enough people to deal with mental health mm. issues. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty much rampant. So it this is. is. This is pretty cool what she's doing. It's wonderful. I mean, to think that, you know, I, I think that it's been a combination of uh, realizing uh, what happened to everybody during COVID and the stress from being concerned about whether or not you're going to have a fatal illness or transmit one to a family member or a friend. And then the other thing, being isolated, not being able to connect with your friends and family to the extent that you're used to. Mm-hmm. And all these things have come together to really create problems. And people, children and stu- our students are going through this during their, uh, you know, formative years. And this is going to be part of what they have uh, as part of their history when they relate to their family members. So yeah. it's going to be something that gets passed down. It's like what happened, I think, during the Spanish flu uh, during the 19... 19- 1917, 1919, right after World War One, yeah. And uh, I think that that made everybody very obsessive compulsive, and I know that that had been passed down through my family. Uh, so that's really something that uh, you know that we need to take a look at and see what what will be the ramifications, what will be the behavioral uh, things that are inculcated in our in our little ones as they pass through into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, I really like what you had, what you had to say about you know the stress and anxiety, uh, and the fact that she wanted everybody to be able to communicate these things. Yeah, yeah, I think she's going to have a very interesting uh, um, program, um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And she wants to uh, let people know how. Th- fifth graders can participate in this fall's election for the 2023 kids governor. Purchase what? For the next governor, kids governor. And how they can compete for it? Yes, how how they can participate in it. Yes, and yes, so that they'll be going around. To think that they're going around to all the different, uh, you know, participating schools it's grievance is wonderful. Yeah. I hear she um, particularly asked to come to Willimannix Library. I'm not really sure why, but mm. that's great. We love to be picked out. Yes, I think that's great. And She's from Monroe, so she must have been here as part of her campaign. Probably. So that may be why she decided to come back. 
I think that that's a great idea. I think that's wonderful. Maybe that's something you can find out from her and relate yeah, to me. that's what I, we're hoping. <laughs> I hope so. I want to find out all about it when I get back. Uh, well, the that... people that come to the library, um, along with light refreshments, we're going to have a little uh, bag for carrying your library books. It's not a backpack, but it's a book bag. Uh-huh. And it has a notebook and a pen inside of it. And um, we're going to give those out to folks that come to see Ellie. Wonderful, wonderful. So. And tell us again about the time and how the, the wonderful things that Ellie, as the kid governor, has done. And uh, well, and we're going to see we're going to see Ellie Mendez tomorrow, uh, September sixteenth, on Saturday, at eleven fifteen in the youth department. And um, Ellie has been working really hard to help with uh, children's mental health. Um, she has campaigned on a three-point platform to promote strategies for Connecticut fifth graders to communicate their feelings, to educate students about the signs of anxiety and depression, and strategies to cope with these feelings and to create a digital mental health hub with uplifting messages and interactive resources to inspire kids. Um, that's pretty impressive for a kid who uh, participates in gymnastics and soccer and loves playing with her puppy. <laughs> <laughs> she says she likes cheerleading, drawing and sketching, and she loves hanging out with her friends and family. So she's just a kid, all-around kid, but she's really doing something important. And uh, that's a lesson that I've tried to help people learn from back when I was promoting the Parent Leadership Training Institute, that my mom wanted people to learn by her creativity of making the boombox parade, that your voice can be heard. Um, you just have to speak out. That's right. That's right. You. That's right. It's uh, such an important thing uh, to convey to people because I think that's part of our. Uh, once we get that interaction with people about the their the issues like mental health, I mean, she is so uh, spot on in terms of the time frame uh, to be discussing these issues because this this is where this, our society is looking. It's looking for uh, students like Elliman and Des. Uh, to uh, to see what their take on it is, because they're the ones that are going to be helping us shape the future so that we can uh, create programs and get things uh, set up for our students in the next generation as we move forward. These are all the things that she's, she's just amazing, uh, and I'm just thrilled that she's going to be in Willimantic. Yeah. Sue, you got about one minute. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to Annie Clark. Thank you so much for talking about Ellie Mendez. And uh, I hope everybody can go to the Willamette Library tomorrow at 11.15 and, um, and listen to her and be part of the program that she's created. This is a wonderful thing, and it's great that she selected our town, Willimantic, and the Willimantic Public Library to be there. And um, thank you so much again, Annie, for your work. Any last words? Um, no, just, uh, well, 
The last words are check our website and our Facebook page and our Instagram for the Willimantic Public Library to find out about all sorts of cool things that are coming up. Um, we have a steady um, program of Dungeons and Dragons, and we have a new reoccurring program, Improv, which is great fun. So um, particulars are on our, our media. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you again, Annie. Thank you so much, Annie Clark. Annie Clark from the Willamette Public Library. She has been there for the last 28 years, and she loves the library. She loves Willamantic, and I think that the program that's coming up uh, tomorrow at 11.15 will be fabulous. Thank you so much, everyone.